0: Hello lovely single mums and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about how to have fun with virtual dating during isolation. A very unusual topic, one that I never envisaged myself talking about, but here we are. Uh, My name is Lucy Good and I am the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We've got a single mum-only anonymous forum, e-books and e-courses, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found completely free on our website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But right now, to focus on this podcast, we discuss the wonders of virtual dating in the capable hands of Kerry Sackville. Now, Kerry is an author, a columnist, and social commentator. She's written three books and is currently a regular columnist for the Sydney Morning Herald, the Melbourne Age, and news.com.au. Kerry works from home, so she's quite used to social isolation, a little bit like me. I work from home, quite happy not to see anybody all day other than my kids. Um, But she's not used to having her kids around the apartment 24-7. She's discovered that she, like many mothers across the world, is an exceptionally bad maths tutor. Completely with you there, Kerry. Uh, Kerry's most recent book is called Out There. It's a survival guide to dating in midlife. I'm reading it right now, and I swear to God, I laugh every time. Her most recent date was early this year. She can't remember the man's name, but she does remember him talking incessantly about himself. There was no second date. Love this intro, Kerry, <laughs> and welcome to the Beanstalk
1: podcast. Oh, it's good to be here, even though I'm actually sitting in my car um, <laughs> so I can get away from the kids and not yeah. have them come and interrupt me. So. Oh,
0: and, and yeah, maybe just a little bit of background to our listeners. We've tried to record this yesterday, um, sort of in business hours, and um, our internet kept cutting out. I think because so many people are doing The
1: of of (laughs) working from home. It just gets better and better. Every day there's a new surprise. I know. And so, did
0: you realise that you would be sat in your car doing a podcast? (laughs) It's not something
1: I've actually (laughs) (laughs) given much thought to.
0: <laughs> the things we do to get our messages out. But, oh, no. but look, well, thank you even more so for coming on this evening and, and in the evening as well, because we are all looking to try to relax after our. Stressful days, whether we're out serving the community during this really difficult time or whether we're at home with the kids, it's still a really hard time. So, I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, no, um, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to talk to an adult person.
1: <laughs> this is the <laughs> best too. fun I've had in weeks.
0: I think our main problem will be keeping this podcast within the 30 minute sort of Oh,
1: no, I'm, I'm here thick. for hours. I'm not going <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> You've got a nice bottle of
0: wine ready to go, I hope.
1: Oh, totally. (laughs) (laughs) But look, you know, we are
0: talking about virtual dating, which is weird because when I was first talking to you about this podcast, we were talking about a different topic around dating in midlife. Um, And then, of course, out of nowhere, it seems, all this coronavirus awfulness has hit us and we both decided that the topic that we were going to talk about wasn't appropriate anymore, which is why we have turned it to virtual dating. Yes. Um, something that I think many people are already doing and lots are looking to do. But before we start talking about it, you mentioned something to me that I thought was really important. It was one thing that I just wanted to mention on this podcast. Even though the ladies tuned in today are looking to find out about virtual dating, it's okay to take a break from dating during this time, isn't it, Kerry?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, 100%. I think that as single mums, we have so much going on at the moment. You know, We're trying to keep ourselves sane and healthy, obviously, um, trying to do our work if we still have work, and if we don't have work anymore, then that's a stress in itself, obviously. Um, And trying to to keep our kids sane and healthy. This is really hard on kids. Mm. Um, And, you know, depending on the ages, I think they react very differently. Um, And it kind of goes up and down. I think everybody's on this roller coaster. There is so much that we're all dealing with emotionally. If you feel, you know, that you really want to use this time to keep dating and, and connect with other people, great. But if you don't, I think we've all got so much going on emotionally. I think it's perfectly okay just to... Focus on getting through and keeping yourself and your kids sane and then pick it up again, you know, when all this is over. Um, At the moment, I mean, I'm exhausted all the time at the moment, even though I'm not doing very much. And I think it's just the emotional burden of of trying to process everything that's happening. Mm.
0: It is. It's just hugely stressful time for everybody. And I think it's really nice in some ways for people to connect with others and be able to talk to them Through these dating apps but at the same time it's a wonderful time to take a break from it so although we're talking about virtual dating and i hope the people listening will continue listening until the end and decide whether it's the right thing for them it's just like it's okay just not to date for a bit and just connect with your kids and with yourself
1: absolutely and everything changes as well you know we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation Mm. we don't know how we're going to feel you know i may feel if this drags on that that, you know in a few more weeks that I've kind of reset my equilibrium and I'm ready to connect with someone but I may not and I just think at the moment we all need to give ourselves permission to do whatever works for us and not be pressured by anybody else into doing what they think we should be doing yeah. or, or you know to meet whatever standards we had for ourselves before this situation hit.
0: Yeah, brilliantly said. We don't know where we're going to be from one day to the next. So just just look within yourself and decide what's right for you at any time. And there's no right or wrong. However, um, if you are thinking of dating and you are in that frame of mind where you would like to chat to other people, and that's fine as well. And I think a lot of people in isolation are feeling lonely and they do want to reach out. And uh, virtual dating at this time is a wonderful thing. So that's what we're going to talk about now. And my first question for you, Kerry, is that I know that in your book that I'm reading out there, um, <laughs> which I almost can't mention the name of about saying no, how much I love it. it in, we have to call it In Here
1: now. You're <laughs> at
0: home. So In Here, A Guide to Dating in Isolation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's a whole new book, you see. All these opportunities are coming up now. Oh, but I, yeah. I, I know that one of the things that you mentioned in it, right near the beginning of the book, is that it's really important to get out and meet this guy that you're talking to in person. Um, But we are spinning it on its head today. Uh, I'm sure when you wrote the book, you never thought a time would come when we actually couldn't get out and meet somebody. Um, So to get everyone in the mood and into a a really, really positive headspace about dating in isolation, let's talk about how virtual dating could be even better the normal dating. Come on, tell me all the good things about it.
1: You know, I've been thinking about it and there actually are some incredibly positive (laughs) aspects to it. So for a start, you know, as women, we always feel vulnerable, right? Every time we go out and, and particularly when we're meeting a stranger, we feel vulnerable. We're wondering if this person is safe. Now, if you're dating from the comfort of your own home, there's certainly nothing to worry about in terms of your safety. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the guy, you can literally turn off your phone or turn off your computer and he's gone. <laughs> so there's <certainly> so <laughs> one way bad. to get rid of them. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, you know, it's very time efficient because when I think of all the dates that I've been on, and you know, first of all, I'm getting dressed, I'm getting ready, I've got to get in the Uber, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of time involved before the date, after the date, I have to sort out the kids, you know, I'm I'm getting my schedule ready. I mean, for virtual dating, literally, it's like it's like me doing this podcast. You know, I literally answer my phone and mm-hmm. turn it on and it's happening. So, there's no time wasted. There's certainly no expense. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we, again, when we think of even the dates where the man pays for everything, and it, yeah, we all know those dates where you go and <laughs> you get to the end of the night and you say, oh, would you like to split the bill? And he says, yes. And, you know, he's he's eaten like a steak dinner and you've had a, a tiny entree. You think, mm, okay. Um, but... There's no Ubers to worry about. Mm -hmm. There's no expense at all. This is very, very cheap dating. Um, You can certainly stop worrying about things like, you know, when do I sleep with him? You're not going to be sleeping (laughs) with him. Probably for months. So you don't have to worry about, about, oh, is he still going to respect me in the morning? Should I sleep with him on the first date? Do I wait for a few weeks? You know, what's the sex going to be like? What about contraception? That's off the table so you can Mm -hmm. actually seriously just concentrate on getting to know each other, which is quite nice.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. And and the fact that you can leave your pyjama bottoms on,
1: I'm sorry. Oh no that bottoms is at all. That is just a winner so for that, me. That probably, that probably <laughs> is a different kind of, yeah, no, maybe we, we'll pyjama bottoms. Or, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And also, I think it's a sense of anticipation, whereas when you go out on a date with somebody, you can move forward way too quickly, but yeah. there's no chance of this happening when you're on a v- virtual date. And so
1: that can make it more exciting in many ways. Absolutely. Build, build anticipation. But I think what happens in your relationships, um, it, it doesn't matter whether you're a teenager or whether you're in your very, very early 50s like me. That's um, just stress early 50s. Uh, but, <laughs> but once you start sleeping with someone, it very quickly becomes all about sex, at least for a period of time. Mm. And everything else is sort of, yes, you have the conversation still, but it really does become about sex. It and, does, yeah. And, and when, you, when you do take that off the table for both of you, there is, I, I think, a, um, I don't know, a, re- a relaxed kind of nature to it where you yeah, even thinking about it, I think, oh, how nice just to be able to get to know someone and then you don't worry about... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we've all all done it. Where either you kiss someone too soon and then you regret it, or you sleep with someone too soon and then you regret it. You think, oh, I've made a mistake. It's not going to happen. You have the time and the space to just get to know each other, to talk, and then if it doesn't work out, then no one has invested too much. So yeah. I um, love the way you I love the way positive.
0: you've put that actually, Kerry. Just taking that sex side off of the table. That there's yeah. so much more to discover about each other, and often we waste a lot of time because we're so caught up on the sex side and whether we you know how good is the sex life was it a good kiss, wasn't it a good kiss but actually we can stop and think about the things that really do matter um, in terms of possibly having a long term relationship rather than you know, and sex is incredibly important, but you yeah. know, maybe it shouldn't come so quickly in a relationship. Maybe yeah. it should come a little bit later on. This could, in fact, change, uh, hopefully. We always say that um, we'll never go back to normal, really, after this stage yeah. um, in the yeah. world. And I don't think we will in any way. And I do think the way we date might change quite differently as well. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think I think that we've... I think we all kind of think about, oh, STDs and unwanted pregnancy. We've never really thought about, you know, that, that even kissing someone could be something dangerous. And now I think maybe after this, when we realise that all physical contact is really loaded, you know, at the moment even just shaking someone's hands mm. is a dangerous act. And, and maybe we'll all be more thoughtful about who we touch and how yeah. we touch them. And, 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 and other
0: ways that we can connect with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, rather than actually that physical touch. But say so, so, so you do, you end up on a dating app or whatever and you end up meeting somebody who you quite like and you decide yeah. to have that virtual first date. Yes. How, in your eyes, Kerry, would a uh, virtual first date work and how do we ensure that we're prepared <laughs> so we, we, we come across <laughs> looking really great in it?
1: Well, I, th- I think you do what I'm doing now, which is get out of the house and go sit in your car as you <laughs> <have> <laughs> My biggest issue, and I've had this, you know, even when I've been talking to a new man for the first time on the phone, and I'm always very, very wary of my kids, like, bursting in, because as much Mm. as we we know we're parents, and yes, the kids are part of it, it's really awkward to have my child, you know, especially my youngest, go in and say, oh, are you talking to a man? What's his name? Who is he? And then you're explaining to him and explaining to the child. It's just... It's just not something that you want to be doing, and particularly if you're having a virtual date where you're on a FaceTime call, I'm very cautious about introducing my kids to mm. to any man. And I always counsel women to just take that really slowly. You know, your kids do not like it, most of us will date quite a few men before we find the right one, and I don't think it's it's particularly helpful for kids to see a procession of men in mommy's life mm. and no. and um. And also, you don't need to, to be showing your kids to a complete stranger first up. So I think the best thing to do is make sure you are away from your kids. So mm-hmm. either wait till they're asleep, barricade yourself in your room, <laughs> you know, go to your car. Um, obviously, you want to you wanna look nice. You know, it's like, it's like being a newsreader, right? You want to look nice from the waist up. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what's down below, but you want to make sure that your face looks okay mm-hmm. and you've got the right angle on your phone. Can I just just give a hint to everybody? When you're doing any sort of FaceTime or any kind of Zoom call, try and make sure your computer is – or your phone is slightly elevated so it's looking down on you. Mm. That's the best angle. If you're looking down – you know how all the men on dating apps sort of looking down at their phone and you're seeing them from below and all you can see is chin and neck? Mm. Not a good look. So you want to just make sure that that the camera is slightly elevated so you're looking up at it. That's a very nice nice look. Um, And – and just make sure your background is appropriate. So, you know, if you have to go and kind of hide in the bathroom to to talk to someone, maybe don't be sitting on the toilet so <laughs> that they can see. Yeah. And also things like, I mean, I was having a chat to a girlfriend the other day on FaceTime. She goes, oh, didn't you bother making your bed? And I was just sitting at, I've got a little kind of dressing table in my bedroom and I was sitting at that and she could see behind me and my bed was a mess and there was a <laughs> pair of undies on the bed and a bra and hadn't even occurred to me. So you just want to... Check out what he's going to be looking at. I
0: <laughs> love it. I love it. And one of the things that I just discovered and I don't know if you have, Kerry, is the selfie light. I mean, what about what what's your thoughts on oh. using a selfie light in a first date? Because I know that they
1: they they don't Best they're not they're not first light. Yeah, I don't have one, but I have I have borrowed one and I think it's all about lighting. Yeah. Like I'm actually looking in, in my little car mirror at the moment. I look fantastic yeah. because I'm in mean, really, really dim light. Yes. It's like, yeah. this is great. This is how I'm going to take all my selfies from now on. You know, it's it's like anything. You want to go on the first date. If you're a person of a – look, if you're, if you're in your 20s and you're gorgeous and mm. your skin's fabulous, you know, go to the beach on the first date, whatever. But when you, when you get to my age, you, you don't want to be in full light on mm. the first date. Yeah, exactly right, guess, yeah. Exactly, nice and it's, light in a bar is really good. So, absolutely, you don't want to be exactly. making yourself. Yeah, you don't want to be hiding your face. You don't want to be. It's like when you're putting your photos on your on the dating site, right? On the dating app, you don't want to meet the person for the first time and, and for them to think, oh. That's not at all what she looks like, but yeah. you just want to present yourself in the best possible light.
0: Exactly, and perfectly said. And I think also it's just about feeling confident in ourselves. So no, we're coming across as our real selves, but we feel confident yeah. in who that person yeah. is. And so, sorry, Kerry, what were you going to say? I was just
1: going to say, and also being in isolation, I think a lot of the time you do start to feel a bit and You're going around either in your pyjamas or if you like, in your tracksuit <laughs> pants all the time. It really is nice to have a reason to wash your hair do your hair put a bit of makeup on put a nice top on I mean I I do weird things like if I you know I'm doing a a, like a Skype call or a Zoom call whatever I'll put a bit of perfume on just to make myself feel like I'm dressed no (laughs) one can smell me but I I smell myself I get quite excited about going to
0: Woolworths I mean (laughs) oh
1: it's the best it's the absolute best
0: Never used to put makeup on for the supermarket before, no. but now it's a, it's the big adventure of the
1: week. Oh, it's the bit. It's like I live, I live for it. I live for the supermarket. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we've talked about what to do when you're having your first date on virtual yeah. dating, but we do also have to be really careful. As much as there are, you know, we've been saying it's quite a safe way of dating. There mm. are some no-nos around it. Can you
1: tell us what they are? Oh, look, the first thing is... I think people need to be really, really aware of the fact that they can be recorded. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like any conversation that you have, whether it's on FaceTime, whether it's on Skype, Zoom, house party, anything, there are ways to record it. And so you need to be careful that you don't trust someone just because they seem nice. And it's like with, with real life, you don't tell anything to a perfect stranger that you wouldn't, you know, that you wouldn't mm. want to see splashed across the front page of the newspaper. Just be careful, for God's sake, don't do anything like, like get into, you know, v- virtual sexting. Yeah, um, you know, say too much, do too much, do anything that you would feel embarrassed about until you really do know somebody, uh, because people can come across really well on a first date, and it's not till you get to know them be better than you think. Oh, I really shouldn't have trusted them with my mm-hmm. secrets. I really, you know, regret kind of. Flashing my bra to them on the first, you know, the first yeah. virtual date, just just be careful. Um, I think I think something that happens um, very easily in the dating world is that is that we can get a real sense of intimacy with someone and think, oh yeah, they're terrific just because they come across well on a first date. We have to keep our wits about us, mm. and so just bear in mind um, that you don't know this person. Keep it light, keep it fun, get to know them, but don't do anything or say anything that that would horribly embarrass you later on. Um, And the other thing is, I think we need to all remember that these aren't normal times. Like, we're in a pandemic um, and emotions are quite heightened. Um, I know that I I feel very intense emotions about all sorts of things at the moment. Like, when Mm. I get angry, I get really angry. I can feel incredibly... Have these moments of great joy and happiness with my kids or with my friends where I feel this great rush of love and then I can just feel incredible despair, like we're all on this roller coaster. Mm. And whilst I haven't experienced this yet because I haven't done um, pandemic dating yet, but I have seen it in other sorts of circumstances, I think it's quite easy in times like this to feel this deep sense of connection Mm. to somebody because you're going through the same thing together, so you're sharing your experiences of, of isolation or of fear or of anxiety and you just need to be careful that this relationship has something more to it than just a shared pandemic experience. You're not yes. quite sure whether it's going to translate at the end of the pandemic to a real-life relationship. So don't enjoy it. But if you, if you feel a real connection with someone, just don't – commit too soon yeah. and get too excited or too invested early on. Because it may be that, you know, you have holiday flings, you may have a pandemic fling. Exactly.
0: That's so brilliant, yeah, and it's so true. And I think as I was reading an article from the ABC earlier this week about how, uh, you know, a lot of people are feeling quite sexy and they you know, mm. they want to have sex during this time. And it's okay to feel like that because we have this need to feel close and yeah. safe and connected. So I think that we are all desperate for support and for closeness. So we might reach out and just take what's there, even though it's not the right thing yeah. at the time. So yeah, I love the way that you've said like holiday romance, <laughs> pandemic <laughs> romance. You know, it all seemed like a wonderful idea at the time, but in the, exactly. you know, in the stark light of day when you get home and you think, what was I doing? But the other thing I was thinking about with the, no knows of virtual dating. And because I've talked to a friend of mine who's actually had one virtual date was, she said she always felt it was, you know, he saw so much of her home on the first date, Mm. whereas she would never bring him into her home on a first date ever Would you bring a guy back to your house. Never, never. But yeah, he'd, you know, they were sitting on the balcony and he could see everything. And then she sort of said, oh, this is my living room. And by the end of it, she said, oh my God, I actually feel like, he's seen a lot more of my life from a virtual date so I think that's something maybe that when you're on a virtual date just to be really careful not to show them too much of your home don't give away
1: where you live Um, absolutely that's such a good point yeah yeah Yeah. 100% it's like with any other dating experience you know you're not going to give someone your credit card details you're not going to tell someone your address I think something else to remember is I was actually still swiping at the beginning of this pandemic and I stopped. And what I found was that even when we we hadn't quite gone into full-on isolation where we were sort of given essentially stay-at-home orders, but it was heading that way and we were being told to socially distance. And so many men still wanted to meet up. Mm. And I was really shocked by that, Mm. Mm. that clearly this thing was happening around us, it was getting worse, and men were still really keen to meet up. And I think you will still find that there are men out there and there are probably women women who do it too, but particularly it seems like like men, you know, I was reading something about today, and in my experience with my male friends, men tend to feel they're invincible. Yeah. Like they think, oh, it's, it's a bit like Boris Johnson, isn't it? Like they yeah. feel like, oh, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to get, yeah. get coronavirus. And I think a lot of men will push to meet. They'll say, oh, don't worry, I'm fine. Mm. I'm fine. I'm perfectly healthy. You should meet me. And, again, it's sort of like the whole having sex without a condom thing. Yes. You know, but this is – the stakes are much higher with this. But also
0: it's a really interesting way to get, you know, to understand someone's morals really quickly. You know, if you really think it's okay to have a date with somebody you've never met, take all those risks, go out of the house against what the government's saying just to have a first date with someone because you can't wait, is that the right man for you at the end of the day? I
1: think think there are a lot of – I mean, look, a male friend of mine, I was chatting to him the other day, and I said oh, I feel so lonely. He says, "Oh look, just just go out, you know, go out with a mate, just sneak out." I'm like, "I'm not going to do that." No. <laughs> but I do think a lot of men have a different perspective, and mm-hmm. and I think there is going to be pressure on women, and it's something to keep in mind that if you have had a couple of virtual dates with someone, I feel there will be a lot of pressure then to meet up, yeah. and you're going to have to be oh, firm and totally partic- yeah. Yeah, and particularly when you've got kids, and you just have no idea what. You know what, what you're opening yourself up to because of course when you when you meet up with someone you don't know who they've been isolating with or who they've been oh. in contact with and who that it's just too risky and so you're going to have to be really assertive and firm in yourself and there will be men who then get annoyed and say well forget it um, and, and as you said they're not the men for you anyway exactly so, right and yeah. it's
0: wonderful that you're just talking about this right now because my next question is really relevant so what are the next steps if we're so into yeah. him we desperately want to meet. They want to meet us. Can we make it work as a virtual romance? Can that happen?
1: The, yeah, I think the only thing to do is if you're relatively close to each other, because, again, we don't want to be going across the city. It's not, it's not right. It's illegal in parts of the country to do that. You could be fined mm-hmm. for getting your car and driving across the city. If you are reasonably close to each other and say there's a park halfway between you, and we're allowed to go out to exercise, I think the only real option is that you go out and have a walk together. But you have to have that conversation beforehand, which is, this is just a walk. We're staying, you know, 1.5 metres apart. How, be exciting. No, How exciting.
0: How yeah, exciting though. No hugging
1: or kissing or anything like that. <laughs> and it's just a chance to be in the same space. And you're going to have to be, particularly if there is chemistry, you're going to have to be really disciplined.
0: Oh, and I think, um, but I think that will make the whole thing way more exciting. It's almost like um, wartime romances when people couldn't be together.
1: Oh, it is. And really yet the, people, the love shone through. Do this. Yeah. Well, people have, have relationships that are forged online that span countries. You know, there are people who meet their soulmates um, when they happen to be on the internet and they, they connect with somebody you know, in another country and they communicate for months. You know, it is doable, but I think you both have to be on the same page. And it's like with anything, it's like when you're you're dating in in regular times and the man says, come to my house for, you know, for dinner. And I've been in this situation where I say, look, I'm coming, but there'll be no, uh, just so you know, this is not a sex date. Like I'm happy to come and have dinner, but it's not a sex date. And they (laughs) never believe you. And then you get there and it's like, oh, you know, but you're in my house. So you have to be really clear Mm. that, yes, I want to meet. It's going to be a walk, but that's, that's really what it is. And and, um, and again, it's a test of, of it is a test the of other what, person's character. It
0: really is. Yeah, have they got the right beliefs and morals? Are they prepared to do the right thing? I think it's a really interesting way to get to know who yeah. they are yeah. very quickly. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I love this last question that I've got <laughs> for you. <laughs> and I had to throw it in because it was, you know, because, God, I was laughing when I read your book about some
1: oh, of the yes. dates
0: that you had. for So say, yeah, we've met this guy, Mm. gorgeous guy. It's all going really well. Pandemic's been going on a few months and he's done all the right things. You might have had that walk. He stayed away. Morals in the right place. Really like each other. And then eventually, finally, you get out and meet him. Mm. So how should we prepare ourselves for that? Because we spent a lot of time virtually chatting to someone maybe just seeing someone on a walk every now and then but we're now on a date where we can touch feel get to know one another and I guess what I'm trying to say is can you tell us about Ken
1: <laughs> oh look, look Ken was a guy to be fair Ken was a guy that I had had a lot of contact with online and I'd seen photos in with exchange photos, but we've never even spoken on the phone right he was gorgeous. We he had was your
0: big mistake, wasn't he, because you didn't he, speak to him on he, the phone. and you I knew did you not should off.
1: Yeah. speak to him on the phone and that just ch- changed my mind about everything because I realised you have to speak to someone on the phone because yeah. when we met, he was really cute. We had this great report and when I met him, he was like, G'day, Kiri. How you doing? I've been <laughs> flat out like a loser drinking. I was like, oh my God. God, I mean, it was just, but even when you do speak to someone on the phone, and this is the other thing to remember, phone chemistry doesn't always translate Mm. to real life chemistry. In there? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I lost you. I thought, don't tell me I've lost you this far in, I was going to say. So, so, yeah, phone chemistry doesn't always translate to real life chemistry. So you have to always be prepared for the fact that when you finally get up close and personal with someone, that then you're not going to have this, the reaction that you thought you, you would have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this sounds awful, but I, I haven't told you about this, and I, and I didn't put this in, in my book, but I once had, I think it was three dates with this guy, and he was really attractive, and we got on really well, and when we finally, when he finally came into the kiss, he had, oh, it's awful, he had terrible, terrible, terrible breath. Like, Mm. terrible. Mm. And I gave him one more date and it was just as bad. Yeah. And that can be crushing when you're really invested in someone, you know. And the other thing is, you know, when you do get to the end of the pandemic and you finally do have sex, some... I'd probably say some people aren't good in bed. I think think there is just what is good and bad for different people, you know. But your sexual styles could be very different. Mm. Um, Mm. You might not... there, There might be mannerisms that they have that you just didn't see, you know, in your in your FaceTime calls. Um, you just might not like the way that they smell. You might not like mm. their voice or, the, or, you know, something about them that you can't notice in an online call. So I just think people need to be really careful not to get too invested in anybody. Have fun, enjoy it, but always make sure that, that you're not getting yourself to the point of no yeah. return where you're committing to someone and talking about... future plans, when you haven't actually been able to be up close and personal with them. You
0: said something in your book, and I can't remember remember the exact words, Carrie, but it was so funny. It was something about, I've had that many massive romantic relationships by text. Yes! (laughs) Because we do, we get completely carried away, don't we? Because we actually haven't met them. So we create them as we want them to be in our heads, A hundred percent. And and sort of scaling right back to the beginning of the chat with you, and interestingly enough, now that we're at the end of it, the one thing that you do say in your book is, get out there and meet him as quickly as possible. So this is really unusual circumstances where you can't get out and meet them. So I guess it's about trying to... Not get overexcited, not try yeah. to create them to be something that they're not in your head and just to hold back a little bit because exactly. when you do get not out there... Too, yeah you you just might be you know it is always disappointing even if you just have a few texts and then you meet up and then they've got that bad breath or there's something that you don't like about them yes. but having gone through the whole pandemic talking to them thinking they're the one and then you yeah. go out and meet them so just hold back because until you've met someone you just don't know you're not exactly. even close are you so yeah so it was really interesting to, to come back to that and um, right on our last question but look We've kind of come to the end of the time. We're we're at, we're, we're sort of at a half half hour mark, and I don't like to go over that because we're all so bloody busy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, before you go, and I just can't believe—just so the listeners know, this is our third attempt at recording this. It keeps um, cutting out. So we're doing really well tonight. Oh, We've made I'm so, it for, I'm so it. happy. But, I, I... but um,
1: tell us, Kerry, where can we find you? Where can we find your books? My, so my book is, is – with the easiest way to get it now is through Booktopia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love be able to Booktopia. Get it online, online mm-hmm. stores, but Booktopia is my good friend and my book will be there. So out there, a survival guide to date and midlife. Um, and you can find me. It's Kerry Sackville with an I. Mm-hmm. So just under Kerry Sackville, um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I am um, not on, on what's the latest one that everybody's doing? Instagram, um, TikTok. Snapchat, TikTok. I'm know. not on TikTok. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> had to draw the line somewhere. I think at 51, it would just
0: be sad, you know? <laughs> oh, it's not a good look, I tell you. I've tried it myself. Not Have you? <laughs> do... Well, anyway, I've been forced to by the kids. But I, I never look very cool. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: Nah. And my, my kids just think I'm I'm... Like ridiculous enough as it is, you know. Every time I try and, and say something, you know, they they I'm really at the eye rolling stage where, wow. yeah, and I don't understand half what they're talking about anyway. So it'll just make matters worse if I try and, and take up TikTok. But <laughs> I am on those other platforms. And I just want to say to finish off, I you know I'm not currently in a relationship, but I did once have a relationship that lasted five months with a man that I connected with on LinkedIn, and we exchanged messages for a good few months before we ever met and it was a real slow burn and the first time I met him was after we'd already formed a connection and it was back in my very early days of dating I would never do that now because I know it can go horribly wrong but we ended up dating for five months so it actually is is possible to meet somebody in these circumstances but I would just say be careful and um, don't expect it if it happens it's a great surprise.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we just never know what's going to come out of this. And I think there might be some really bizarre coronavirus weddings happening in a oh, year definitely. or so. And, yes. you know, and also, Kerry, you know, we, we wanted to talk about something completely t- different today. And I'm sure we will get an opportunity to talk about those things. But this is just a whole new and exciting world for us single it women. Is. Um, so, it is. But look, um, I just wanted to, before I finished up, um, this book out there that Kerry has written, um, I'd met Kerry, and I was lucky enough to get a copy of the book, and I get given a heap of books by people, and I thought, well, I'll read it because it's about dating in midlife, and I am in midlife, and I am dating. And I was lying down in bed, and I just opened it up, and I read the dedication, which had (laughs) me laughing out loud. And it's really short, but it's really funny, so I'm just going to read it out now. It says... This book is mostly dedicated to all the amazing single women out there and just a teeny bit dedicated to the man who broke my heart. (laughs) I hope he reads it and thinks, oh, Kerry is so funny and clever. I really shouldn't have let her go. (laughs) I'm sorry, but when you read that, you're like, I'm going to love this book. I still don't know if he
1: read it. I still don't know if he read it. I hope so.
0: (laughs) Oh, I bloody well hope he has. But if he hasn't, that will have made so many people laugh. So thank you for that. But you know, when you just read the first page, this is a book for me. And so, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, no, really, really enjoying it. And I haven't finished it. I'm loving it, though. So thank you for that. And look, thank you for coming on and and persevering because we have tried a couple of times. Um, You know, it's great to chat to you about this completely oh, I mean, we'll, we'll have
1: to chat again when life gets back to normal and we can talk about regular dating again. Yeah, yeah dating we'll in midlife. Maybe we prefer
0: pandemic dating. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could talk about the, um, the sort of advantages and disadvantages of each, yes. but you know, it's really cool because you're talking about dating in midlife. I'm doing that. I think yeah, a lot of my audience are doing that. So to get and, not, and I, you know, I am not an online data, but reading your book, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I should give it a go. <laughs> so thank you so much, Kerry, for coming on and chatting to me oh, and to my audience. To
1: go back oh, God. You okay. can get
0: out of your car. You can go in. <laughs> Why don't you go in, grab the wine, and run back out to the car? <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you're still working. You're still on Perfect. the podcast. <laughs> And to all the single mums who are listening, whether it's online, it's virtual, or it's in person, further down the line, after the isolation, I wish you every luck in your dating adventures, and I also wish everybody, Kerry, in all of the audience, safety and sanity throughout our isolations. So, until next time, ladies, goodbye.